the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next uh, two hours, we're going to be talking about cars. And we're happy to talk about your car or what kind of new car. And as long as you give me choices. So if you're looking for a, a new sport utility vehicle, give me two choices. If you're looking for a pickup truck, give me a couple of choices. And... Um, from my point of view, it's more of a maintenance issue. Um, which ones do we work on the most? Which ones do we work on the least? What motors are good? What motors are historically uh, cost, costly to repair? <laughs> Stuff like that. And tires. We can talk about tires. We can talk about oil. We can do any of that. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We have five lines available. Gil, our engineer, will be handling the phone calls. And then he'll whisper in my ear what your name is, and we'll get to you just as quickly as we can. 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair. Tom at Action Auto Repair is located at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. And I've known Tom since the late 70s and early 80s, and um, he's a good guy. He's the kind of guy you'd want as your neighbors, as a neighbor. Uh, his technicians have ASE Master Certification, and that means that they're seasoned and they've taken tests that have been very difficult to pass, and they've passed them in all eight categories that the automobile and light truck contains. So if you're a, a front-end ASE front-end specialist, then you've only qualified in one test of the eight. So to do all eight then you become a master. And those guys usually know, um, probably 90% of them, they really know their craft really, really well. Action Auto Repair, I-17 and Deer Valley. Oh, and we've already got a caller. Yes, uh, say hello to Cap. Cap, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, I've got a 2000 Honda Accord EX, and it has... Um, 151, almost 152,000 miles on it. Um, it uh, was garaged for most of its life, the beginning years, uh, for an older uh, lady. Um, I it, it, The car works magnificent, except for what it's doing now is the air conditioner. Uh, you know, obviously in here in Phoenix, it's pretty hot. So you turn the car on, and it will not work. But after about maybe 10 minutes of running the car um it'll start working and i'll i've thrown it to 60 degrees i've thrown it to 70 degrees 
it just it will not blow out cold air until after it feels like it's warmed up. So I was just wondering if there was if that's a common problem when the when the air conditioner gets old, it needs to be replaced. What what am I looking at? Well, there's there's um, 150 different reasons why, but this is what you need to do. You need to open up the hood and find the compressor. That shouldn't be too hard. And there's okay. a small line that goes to it and a big fat line that goes to it. The big fat line is the one I'm concerned with. Now, if you touch the small one and you 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 touch the small one when the motor's running and stuff like that, then it's just going to be hot. That's all. It's not going to burn you. It's not going to shock you. It's just going to be hot. I want the cold one. So the real question is, is when you start it up and you turn on the air conditioning, you got to get out, open up the hood, and grab a hold of the suction line, the cold line. Is it cold? And if it isn't, just keep your hands on it. Now, it may come off the compressor with metal, then it goes into rubber, and then it goes into metal again. It's okay for you to go upstream. I don't want your hands around the fan belts, but just find the fat side of the compressor. And that's what's okay. what we got to do. We have to determine if is that compressor working or not. And if you say, Mark, I hold on to that line for three, four, five minutes before it gets cold, it's good news because it gets cold. The bad news okay. is, is why is it taking so long? And the most likely reason would be a Freon level. And it's just taken a while to build up pressure on the low side and the high side appropriately to make, make cold air. Now, it doesn't mean that you should go out and buy a can of Freon and put in there and don't put any stop leak in there either because that never works. And that's one of the greatest marketing schemes or scams I've ever seen in my life. But nevertheless, that's what needs to be done. Now, if you come back and you say, it's really, really cold um, at the very beginning, but my wife's inside and her hand's in front of the dash and, and it's not getting cold, then there's a, a strong possibility underneath the dash, I want you to picture the letter Y. Okay, on the top left arm of Y is cold air, and on the right side of the letter Y is hot air. And so when we want cold, right at the confluence of where the two verticals on the Y meet the the the, the two the two branches of the Y meet the trunk of the tree, um, we have a blend door there. And the blend door's job is is based on the command you give it off of your climate control panel. It's supposed to close off hot and give you cold or close off cold and give you hot. So that could be it as well, especially because it's an older car. It's 18 years old, and it's got the 150,000 miles on the clock. So that that's what you can do to, if you're going to hire a shop to do it, he would love for you to come in and give him that information because you okay. saved yourself some diagnostic money because you've already helped him do something that he would have otherwise done himself. Um, well, who do you recommend in the Phoenix area? Well, give me a closer geographical location. Uh, like northern Phoenix, like um, around uh, Arcadia? Um, are you close to 25th and Indian School? Yes. Okay. Um, Billy over at 25th Street Auto, can. I know he could fix this. I know Dave Martin at 16th Street and Osborne, I know he could fix this. Um, oh, I'm sorry, what was the name of the company with Billy? Um, Billy is 25th Street Auto. Oh, 25th Auto. Okay. Yeah, 25th Street and Indian School. I know he could fix it. I know Dave Martin could fix it. He's at, he's at 16th Street in Osborne. I know Kelly Clark at 12th and Glendale. He could fix that. All three of those guys I've known for a really long time. And okay. So I, I know that 
that you know we all talk and we all share success successes and we all share failures and 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 we all learn from one another from an owner's perspective but they they can help you and 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 here's what i'm betting i'm betting you got a freon level problem and and this is what i would suggest you do we have electronic dipsticks today that we've never had before so i have this machine that i paid more for this machine than i paid for my first car three times as much as but this machine will suck all the freon out of your car they'll weigh it clean it remove the moisture in the metal and then it'll say okay i got eight ounces and i look at the tag and you take 14 so then i just put your freon back in and i add the difference oh I and see. that works we never understood how how important it is to be perfect and in the days of old you could ask 20 technicians how they know it's full, and you would get 18 answers. <laughs> oh, the low side is this. The high side is, and the low side has pressures, and usually from probably 20 or 30 up to maybe 60, 70, 80. The high side pressures could go from 100 to 400 pounds. Also, everybody has different temperatures. Everybody, Some guys go, well, the ambient temperature is important. Oh, yeah, I want to service it at 80. No, I want to service it at 100. Well, where do you get 100? Well, I get it in Phoenix. So all those moving things. And then if you put too much oil in the system, you can put the exact amount of Freon in it, and it's still not going to cool. So you have to get the oil out of it. So you have all these dynamics. But this new machine, and, and, and I'll tell you that when I give you a price, I'm taking my price, and I'm because I'm far away from you. I'm taking my price, and I'm adding a little on the low and a little on the high to cover the range <laughs> that you're okay. likely to see. And so I'm th- depending on your Freon level that you're going to need, I think you're going to spend somewhere around $125 for the service. But you're not going to pay for the Freon they take out and give you back because that's yours in the first place. And so they're just going to top it off. And the success rate in the guys that I've talked to and my personal success rate has been... 95 percent oh wow i mean we're we're making cars blow ice cubes that people say is different now 55 degrees is center vent temperature when you're going down the road at least 45 miles an hour if you're if you're sitting there at 51 then you're wasting your time spending money on that system because 55 is kind of the the number on the other hand your honda accord we've seen those guys get down in the low 40s <laughs> and, and, and if you slow the fan speed down a little bit of course then you're just whispering across the ice cube does that make sense so if, yeah. I, if I just gently blow across the ice cube you're going to get colder air but if I turn on this giant vacuum cleaner and put it on the exhaust side of the vacuum cleaner there's not going to be cold air we're going to melt the ice cube so I you pick see. a fan speed in the middle drive at 45 miles an hour, go buy one of those silly little round thermostats, um, a temperature uh, thing that you can buy at uh, any auto parts store for a couple of bucks, stick it in the center vent, and, and that'll help you determine whether you're acceptable or not. Um, what is this machine called if I uh, take it somewhere and I say I want them to do that? Just say, do you have the ability to recover my refrigerant, clean it, and put it back in, and then add or subtract the deficiency? Okay. Because frankly, it has a hundred different names. But basic, it's 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 a newer machine. It's only been out for a year, maybe maybe two. Oh, oh, I, I just assumed you meant like five, ten years or something. Oh no, no, no. It's a it's a brand new machine, and it's very expensive. They run between six and ten thousand dollars. So, oh, wow. yeah, and, and look at it from our point of view. This is like I I gave it the name electronic dipstick, 
because this is it. This is what we've always wanted. And here's what that machine does. And I'll, I'll tell you the truth. It makes us look like we're heroes. Because when you put exactly in the amount of the Freon, it inevitably, if you follow up with a phone call, you have you know, somebody follow up your customer, how do we do? They say, oh, it's, it's, I don't believe it's ever blown this cold. So we understand without question that the precise amount is everything with respect to most cars. And that's okay. something you only do when you need to do it. It's not a maintenance item. You don't do it every year. You don't do it every two years. You do it when there's a degradation of the cold air coming out. And you don't make that decision when we're 120 degrees on Fahrenheit on the exterior side, the ambient temperature. So, all righty. Well, thank you very much. That was really helpful. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome, Cap. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. Automotive Dynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete auto repair. Family owned and operated since 1982. Chuck Nide opened it, and I know, I've known Chuck Nide since 1968. His son Derek is now running it because Chuck's just too ornery to be in front of people, and I make that, I said that with a smile. But Derek is a protege of Chuck in, in all the finest ways. So Automotive Dynamics has been around a long time. They're on the north side of Grand at 99th Avenue. And Derek has made the decision, and I think this is an honorable one, that the staff and the technicians are not paid a commission or a percentage of a repair bill. Therefore, Derek can ensure they don't sell you unnecessary parts or repairs. That's something new. All of us are watching Derek about that. We're watching to see what how that affects his bottom line, if it does at all. But that's a great idea. So nevertheless, if you want to talk cars, 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday. 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join James and Brandon Herbis for the Safe Money Radio Show here on KKNT every Saturday at 2 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. And you can also call James and Brandon now for your free customized safe information money kit and a 115-page safe money book at 844-371-SAFE. That's 844-371-7233. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, 
I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. I want. I want to be. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door to door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Well, it's 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and we're going to be here till noon. If you want to talk about cars, you can, 602-508-0960. But let me talk about a good shop just for a second, and then we're going to get to two callers that we have. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around in Mesa. The family, Thompson's and the Vivian family, and they're married there somewhere. They've been in business for a very long time. I can date Cecil back to the 1968 and the Vivians back to 1968, which is where I started at a gas station as a very young age. Nevertheless, Thompson's has been around Mesa. He's the only shop in Mesa that I personally put my name behind because they deserve it. They've been providing expert auto repair, light truck, maintenance services to Mesa for a very long time. They have ASC certified technicians. They follow up with friendly reminders. They do a really good job. And all you have to do is meet Brian or Thelma, husband and wife, who run the operation, to know why I like them so much. So Thompson's is on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Main Street, just east of Stapley, on the south side of the road. Good morning, Bob. How can I help you this morning? Hi, Mark. Is a 2014 GMC pickup with a 5.3 V8, is that a gasoline direct injection engine? I don't think so, but I've been wrong before. Why are you worried about the gasoline direct injection? Well, I looked around the internet, and I don't. My research wasn't real extensive, but I I got the idea it was. But you know the problem with the valves where they like load up on the on the gasoline direct injection engines. You know they do. What symptoms do you get if you have that problem? It it's real simple. It's it's an idle problem. It's a drivability problem. The engine basically runs like poo poo. What can a car owner do to prevent or delay that? I mean, change your oil more frequently? Change your spark plugs more frequently? Nope. Here, let me tell you what's going on. The valve opens and closes. The valve has a long stem and a big fat head. We open and close the valve. We used to introduce the fuel and air mixture behind the valve. Okay? 
So what it, when the valve opens up, we allow air and fuel to rush by the back side of the valve. Now, we have to lubricate that stem as it moves in and out of the motor, out of the head. Well, we, we run a little bit of oil down that stem, okay? So the gasoline, as it runs by the back of the oil, at the valve, it picks up a little bit of that oil and sends it into the cylinder, which is no harm, no foul, okay? Now, we're going to take the injector out from behind the valve, and we're going to put it in the c- cylinder, and so we have this oil that's coming down the valve stem that we ha- absolutely have to have, but we no longer are washing that small, not even a drip, just a piece about the thickness of what you put chapstick on your lip, on half your upper lip. It's just, but we don't have the gasoline washing that down into the motor. So now what we've got is we've got this growth of black carbon at the back of the intake manifold that grows and grows and grows and grows. What can you do about it? Well, you could spend thousands of dollars having guys that have purchased fancy machines to clean the back of your intake valves. I think that's a bad idea. They are working on a variety of fixes today. This has been going on for two or three years. So we're going to figure this out. We just haven't figured out how we're going to figure it out. And we haven't figured out how we're going to either slow that oil on the valve stem, on the valve guide, to where it doesn't do it, or are we going to go to the oil manufacturers and say to them, will you help us get rid of this? Or if we're going to do a gasoline additive that's going to help us get rid of this, we just don't know. But in reality, it's not the injector and it's not the gasoline. That's not the problem. The problem is is we're no longer washing that oil off the backside of the intake valve. Now, next question you want to ask me is, hey, Mark, how many of those have you seen? And I'm going to tell you that I see 100 cars a week, so about 5,200 cars a year, and I've probably seen three of those in the last 12 months, and that's all. So in the Internet, it's a big deal, but in reality, chances of it happening to most people are slim and none. Obviously, the cars that are on the highway are probably going to do a little better than the stop-and-go ones, but I don't think your 5.3, I just got a text from somebody I trust, and I don't think your 5.3 has a direct injection at all. Okay. All right, thanks. All right, you betcha. Direct injection. It's an idea to put the fuel right in the cylinder. Um, it's an idea that, and, and let me tell you about engineers. Engineers, they don't really know everything in the world because you can have an engineer, and he has a hydrology focus, but he knows electrical, mechanical. He knows water. He knows hydraulics. He knows weather. He knows dirt and sand. But really and truly, when they call them engineers, they mean that they they drive the locomotive for Union Pacific. <laughs> Some engineers in big trouble for designing this direct injection because of the problems that it has created. And right now, the aftermarket's jumping on with all these fancy machines that we're going to clean the back of your intake valve. So bring it over here, and for 199 or 299 or $399, we're going to fix it. The problem is, is nobody knows if you have it. So to be talked into that kind of a backside service of your intake valves and have it done every six months is a huge waste of money. And I don't own the machine, and I don't intend to buy it either. Michael, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Buick Centuries are noted for their fuel injectors plugging up and having to take them out and replace cost of several hundred dollars. I was wondering if LaCrosse and the CERN have that problem, too. I'm not familiar with fuel injectors being a problem. Um, can you, I mean, are they, is this a port fuel injection um, you're talking about? Is this a throttle body fuel injection? Um, I don't know, what, know those terms. 
Okay. All right. Well, a throttle body only has a big carburetor-looking thing with two injectors on the top of it. It's a 3.16-cylinder, 2,000 okay. Buick entry. All right. I, I'm, I don't know where you're getting your information, but I, I, I disagree with that in a big way. Um, if, if you're worried about, the, see, this is this is called YouTube University. This is called internet chatter that has no basis, no fundamental. The other day, I was on the internet and I was working on a car, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to see what they say. I mean to tell you, I found, and I went in and I, you could do Puick lacrosse injectors. You're going to find all kinds of stuff out there. You don't know if the person is a baker or a candlestick maker. You don't know if he's a dentist. You don't know who he is. You don't know anything about He could be a landscaper. But everybody's an expert on the Internet. So I went in and looked at this particular problem I had. And, and yes, there was at least 20 different people that said that they repaired that problem. And they were all talking about the same problem. The problem... The issue that I have is I know the problem, and there's only one fix, and it's really easy to find. <laughs> but yet you got 19 other people that said that they fixed a mass airflow sensor, or they put a new vacuum booster on it, or they put all new oxygen sensors on it, and that fixed it. And I know that that's just flat-out BS. So that's kind of what we're at. It's and, and I'm not the only one. Everybody tells me of a professional nature, like the dentists and the candlestick makers and the bakers and all that. They tell me the same thing. People come in and say, don't put any yeast in my bread. Okay, well, where'd you read that on the Internet? That's the kind of stuff we're up against. But if you're worried about your Buick and you're worried about injectors, you should worry about an atom bomb. You should worry about a big-time problem and forget that one because that's not going to bite you. And there's nothing you can do about it. If an injector shorts out, it's because the coil and the electronic part of it failed. And there's nothing, and the fuel doesn't even touch that part of the injector, so there's nothing to do with that. 602 if you have a car question or a car problem. Now's the time to get on because nobody's on, and Gil is the one that'll answer the phone, and he'll ask you your name, and then he'll put you in queue, and I'll take you in order in the, the time you called. So, again, the phone number is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. I've got 39 years in the automotive repair industry. I actually started as a kid in 1968, but I don't count that time. And I'll tell you something else. I'm an ASE Master Certified Technician for more than 30 years. I've been there, and I've done that. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. The Eyes of the Nation are on Arizona. Election Day, November 6th, is almost here. And the control of the Senate is on the line. This decision from Arizona voters could change the course of our country for the coming years. And 960 The Patriot is taking it head on. 
with Ultimate Decisions, Arizona's future, and the defense of liberty. This one-night event, September 13th at Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts with the Patriots' own Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Dennis Prager. Tackle the biggest issues facing our country and state. Plus, we kick the event off with a Q&A with Arizona's conservative leaders, hosted by Hugh Hewitt. General admission, preferred seating, and our exclusive meet and greet VIP tickets, all available at 960thepatriot.com. Sign up to be a Patriot Insider to get 10% off your tickets. Ultimate Decision, Arizona's future and the defense of liberty. September 13th at 7 p.m., 960thepatriot.com. That's 960thepatriot.com. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. In June of this year, many of you listeners will remember the cake maker Jack Phillips from Denver, Colorado, won his case before the Supreme Court. The justices found Colorado had sent, quote, a signal of official disapproval of Phillips's religious beliefs, and the court disapproved of that. It was a decisive victory for Jack, a big win for the First Amendment, but Colorado does not seem to have gotten the message. The Civil Rights Commission there continues its efforts to go after Jack. Jack Phillips is now back in court. The Civil Rights Commission in Denver, well, along with others across the country, they've gone rogue. Fighting on behalf of Jack is ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. They are a sponsor you've heard about from us before, and they are the best in the First Amendment defense business. Jack Phillips is a contemporary American hero. We wish him a clear and swift victory. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Thirty-four minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, Mark Salem here, and we're going to go straight to the phones like we promised, and we're going to start with Doug. Doug, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, good morning, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, Henry, two thousand two Chevy Silverado fifteen hundred, uh, just a base model um, that's had a transmission rebuilt in it, and uh, now it's leaking out of the uh, yoke. Uh, yeah, out of the yoke. Um, is out of the weep hole in the yoke. Um, after they rebuilt the transmission, this is what we started having a problem with uh, when parked in the driveway with the uh, front end, you know, up a little bit. Okay, well, the obvious question is, is why not just take it back to the shop that just had the thing out? Well, you know, we did that, and uh, they, uh, they're the ones that said they were leaking from the yoke, and I actually had it up on the uh, left when I went there and looked at it. Um, and, uh, for some reason, they, uh, seem to think that, 
just took it back for the leaking problem, and uh, they come back with uh, pulling the drive shaft out and rebuilding the drive shaft. Okay, well, you need to stop going to them, and you you should have probably done a little bit more homework before you had them rebuild your transmission. There's a bushing inside the tail shaft of the transmission, so most guys are capable of just wiggling the drive shaft and feeling if there's too much play. Sometimes there's an O-ring that surrounds the yoke that goes in the back of the transmission, and if the O-ring wasn't replaced or if the O-ring is rock hard, then it's going to leak back there. So rebuilding right. the drive shaft is a silly and stupid idea. I'm telling you that up front. So it, it, somebody just needs to figure out um, if it's the O-ring. And, th- and then the third thing is the seal. So we have an O-ring and a seal, and we have a uh, a bushing back there. How many miles on it when they rebuilt the transmission? Uh, 108, uh, say 108.5. And okay. maybe had another 100 miles added to it in the last... Pretty much. Okay, well, that's that's not important with the system, the, the problem on the table. But um, it, you you may have to have somebody fix it, and then after you have them fix it, take the bill back to them and say, this is what I paid to have it fixed, and it's been a month, and it hasn't leaked a drop, and I did not have the drive shaft replaced. And so I would very much like give you the opportunity to make this right because you, mi- you missed the problem in the beginning, then you misdiagnosed it the second time, and now I've got it fixed and I've got 30 days behind my belt. So I'll give you this, and uh, I'll call you in 24 hours, and, and, and you can tell me what you're, what you're thinking about. That's what I would do if I were you. And then if not, and they don't want to do that, and you had it fixed, and it's been dry for 30 days, then get on the Internet and do whatever people do to businesses that uh, don't perform at their at their level of service. That's how I'd handle it. Thank right. Okay. Hey, Thank could you. you uh, can I talk to you one second off, off air? No, you can't. I, I got okay. too many callers behind you. But thank you very much, Doug. Russ, you're up next. How can I help you, Russ? Hi, Mark. I have a 2011 Honda Element, and I have an intermittent squeak on the front under the front dash. And... I just can't figure out where it's coming from. And it happens in the cold weather, and it happens in hot weather, but not in temperate weather. Okay. You know, there's there's just nothing I can I can do um, to to help you out on this. I think what I would want you to do is, is learn how to make it happen. Do I hit a yeah. bump? Do I turn right? Do I turn left? And then... You know, I also want you to change things, so I want you to turn off the air. And once yeah. you get learn how to make it happen, turn the air off, then turn the heater on. And then I right. want you to pound gently on the top of the dashboard. I want you to reach down between your legs and take your fist and hit the bottom of the dash panel with your top of your fist. Right. Um, because the, these are things you got. Here's the deal. If I said to you, I can fix this, Russ, but I'm going to have to take your dashboard apart and look for things that rub, and I'm going to give you an estimate of 200 to $250, I'm right. pretty sure you're going to live with the squeak for a while more. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty annoying. Okay. Uh, I'm almost at the point where if it happens again, I'm just going to take it to somebody and go, yeah, okay. find this thing, but... But and and there's some okay. There's some air conditioning ductwork underneath there that feeds the vent to your left side of your dash. That's the first right. thing I would do is go in and reposition that. Then the question is: is better, worse, or the same? 
And once right. you do that, then if, if all of a sudden it's better, then at least somebody knows they pull the ductwork out, they put some felt, or they take both ends of it, and they make sure the spinometer cable is not rubbing on the, on the ductwork, and you're done. So that, that right. is some. But as you and I both know, this isn't anything that's going to break you down or cause you the need to call a tow truck. So it's not a safety that's issue. Right. But, and, you know, a set of earplugs are really cheap. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And That's and they so work true. really well. They work really well when the lady next door to you is chewing on your tail end because she doesn't like your driving. Those earplugs are really <laughs> beneficial then. Thank you, Russ. Thank you very much. George and Jay, stay right there because I'm going to come back in just a minute. Gil, we're going to go early on this break, and then I'm going to take uh, George and Jay, 602-508-0960 for anybody else. Mark Levin explains why capitalism works. Socialism does not have as its purpose the creation of good, paying jobs. Socialism has as its purpose the redistribution of wealth. Socialism is a political doctrine that seizes on an economic doctrine. Capitalism is an economic doctrine. It is the only model compatible with constitutionalism. It is the only model compatible with liberty. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 6, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. Please join us Sunday at noon on the Middle East Radio Forum. Host Meyer Jolovitz will be discussing the vital news and important events shaping the Middle East and thus the world. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. It's easy to take a day for granted. 
You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. My name is Mark Salem. It's 43 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I'm an ASE Master Certified Technician. I've been repairing cars for 39 years, and I own a repair shop, but I don't tell you about that because that's not what this show's about. This show's about you and your problems. Now, let me clear something up real quick before we go to George. Um, we had a gentleman call in that had a transmission rebuilt in town, and he had a leak, and he took it back, and they blamed it on the drive shaft. I would disagree with that. We talked about it. Then at the end of the, the conversation, he wanted to talk to me off air. There's a good chance he's talking about one of the shops that's on my list. I'll tell him in public what I'll tell you. Go get the If they won't fix it, make sure they won't fix it. Then go get it fixed. Wait 30 days. Make sure that it's fixed. Then file a nice complaint with the Better Business Bureau. It'll probably go to the Auto Advisory Committee, a committee that I created the parameters for 20 years ago. I wrote the the rules for the uh, committee myself and Ruth Zemek, who was with the Better Business Bureau and has since retired. Now, if the Better Business Bureau and the Auto Advisory Committee tells the shop to give you a refund, then the shop has to. If they don't, I kick the shop off my list, and I will give you the refund up to $5,000. It's never happened since 1988. Never happened. I've come close once, but it's never happened. Now, there's already two shops on my list that I've kicked off, and all the story is right there on the list. The bottom line is I don't put up with shenanigans, but the reason I, I think the reason he wanted to talk to me off the air was because it was probably one of my transmission shops. But there's a procedure there on the Internet to do, and that's what I want to do. I'm not afraid of conflict. Um, I'm just not going to discuss that kind of stuff uh, on the air or off the air. Um, it's better handled in a, an environment that I'm not involved in. George, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good, good. 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 Uh, quick question. Um, I have an 04 Ford Taurus. Uh, it's got the Duratec engine, V6 okay. Duratec. And um, anyways, 98,000 miles, original miles, really a clean car. It's a station wagon. But uh, I had a bad ignition coil. Uh, each spark plug has a coil, okay? Had the engine light on. Uh, found out it was an ignition coil and re- went ahead and replaced those. And while I had that, you know, uh, clean them off or uh, intake manifold, um, I went ahead and replaced the plugs. Okay, they needed it. I went to AutoZone. Um, right, let's get they- to the end of this, though. I mean, okay, I understand all that. Where are we at today? Well, I thought I'd give you a background on the car, but anyways, I, I replaced the plugs, and they said that the that the car called for. Uh, an iridium plug, okay? okay? And when I pulled the old plugs out, they were platinum, okay? Um, and uh, I put the iridium plugs in, and, and the car runs great. But when I first started, here's the point. When I first start the car and it's cold, there's a slight 
popping sound or it's very momentary and it doesn't affect the operation of the car, but it's very momentary. It's, it's almost like a very low tone boom, like boom, uh, or popping. And the only thing that I think that I did different was switch the plugs from platinum to iridium. Could it, could uh, it stop, stop, like stop, 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 stop. None of this makes any difference. As far as your iridium spark plugs, they sold you iridium because they're a whole lot more into platinums. It's not going to be a spark plug unless you did something wrong to the spark plug and broke the insulator. I don't know why you put all the spark plugs and all the coils in it, but I need to know, did you put the boots in it? Well, the coil comes with the boot. Okay. Or, yeah, the okay. coil comes with the boot. That, that's fine. Then chase the noise. Forget everything else. Chase the noise. It doesn't really okay. make any difference for you to... I mean, you've already spent a whole lot more money than you would have spent anywhere else because none of okay. us would have replaced all your coils. None of us would have replaced all your spark plugs. I mean, that's okay. you, you're, you're, you're doing this shotgun repair, and now you have a new right. problem that you didn't have before. And you can go ahead and change all the spark plugs back to platinum. You can. But, but you've already spent more money than any of us would have charged you to diagnose it and fix it. So okay. I don't, I, the, well, the rest I of it is just order. a lot of conversation, but we need to get to the gist of the issue. And the issue is I did a bunch of ignition and coils and, and boots, and I now have iridium instead of platinum, and therefore um, I've got this noise. And obviously it's a little difficult for me to do noises on the radio, but chase the noise, okay? Just chase the noise. Forget about all that other stuff. If it's related, when you get there, you'll know it. But for you to keep messing with the same situation, chances of you fixing the noise are slim and none. Anyway, thanks, George. We've got to go to Dan. Dan, good morning to you. What is it you got on your mind? Yeah, my 77 Power Wagon. Okay. It's got a brake issue. Okay. Um, as I stop, stop sign and or light, my foot's on the brake pedal. It'll go past. It'll hit that resistance point right where we get pushed back. Uh-huh. But sometimes... I feel my vehicle moving, and I put pressure on the brake pedal. It'll slowly head toward the floor. The vehicle okay. won't move; it will stop, but the pedal's almost to the floor. And this okay. happens. You have a bad master to. cylinder. Okay, and at one of your garages, I won't mention the names, but I, I'll, I'll be going there. And he wants to make it happen. It happens okay. when it wants to. Okay. Well, you have two choices. Um, the pedal fading to the floor, and the fluid level is fine and there's no external leaks, it can only be the master. But there's yeah, a lot of us that do want to, to, to experience it. And frankly, um, I'm quite sure that there's a lot of us out there that can sit in that truck or go drive around the block for 20 minutes, and we can get it to happen. It happen it's, you, know, you need to determine if you're going to show them. You need to determine if it's, if it's a light application, and then it fades, or if it's kind of a medium application, and it holds or fades, or a heavy application, and it holds and fades. But pop the lid. If the fuel, if the fluid is good, it's not empty. Um, then it's got a master cylinder that's bypassing. And um, if you say that I hold it and everything's fine, and then it just if I, if I if it starts fading, I stay with the pedal. I stay with the pedal. I stay with the pedal, and it goes all the way down. And then there's kind of a click, and then the truck starts moving. Then I let go and I hit the brake pedal again. Guess what? It's firm. Those are classic symptoms of a master cylinder that's bypassing. Now, if you tell them to do the master cylinder and that isn't it, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> you've given me a great symptom list, and what you've said matches perfectly a, a, a master cylinder. Okay? I believe so. One other question, quick. Okay. Been a lot of garages. 
Your garage waiting room is the Hilton. I sat four hours outside one the other day, four hours in a plastic chair. I guess that's just up to the owner, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it, no, no. i got to give credit where credit's due. I am so very proud of my daughter, my son, and my wife of creating the, the lobby that we have at our shop. It has 40 years of history in it. If you look, we've got ball caps from you know our transition from Awatuki Mobile all the way to who we are today. And we have lots of old car stuff that's from the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. And then we have old uh, oils of cans of oil that, as you know, cans of oil that were from the 60s and the 70s. So, Ouchie. And we have newspapers, and we have free soda pop and water. <laughs> we have all of that. But, but in reality, it wasn't Mark Salem. Mark Salem is a greasy-fingered mechanic. It was Renee, my wife, Andy, my daughter, and Alan, my son. They're the ones that put the lobby together. But I'm going to cut this out of the tape and give it to them <laughs> because well, you're the you first know. person that said that. Thank you. One of the good garages was very old, and it just wasn't designed to have a luxurious waiting room. Yeah, you know, tell me how old you think our shop is. Well, I'm not talking about years. I'm talking when I went to the, you recommended. No, I understand that. But but on your shop? I don't know, yeah. 20 years? It's actually 25. It's 25 years old. We built it. It's almost 25 years old. We built it in uh, 1994, and we opened up in January of 1994. So, um, and it, it looks nice, and that has another group to it because there's another group of people that take care of the shop. So, my job is to get the cars in and out. Their job is to make it look pretty. Ooh. So, anyway, thank you for that, um, Dan. Thank you very much. Charlie, you're up next. Charlie, how can I help you? Uh, you're going to think I'm really crazy, but I think this is for the, one of your kids or your grandkids. Why don't you produce, with your name on it, some of these YouTube-type videos uh, for people like myself, I've been on YouTube and watched some of this stuff, and some of it is pretty bad. But with your name on something like that and your uh, your reputation and somebody that can really make a good uh, how-to type video, I think you got a, a, a real uh, huge market for something like that. Uh, but it's got to have you know somebody like you that uh, everybody knows. Okay, I, I have three comments. First of all, thank you. That's a that's a fine compliment. Thank you. Um, if you go, I know it's difficult sometimes for people, but Instagram, and this is what happens in Instagram, the technicians have to take a camera and they have to photograph the old part next to the new part. So a broken motor motor mount next to the new one, a plugged up condenser next to the new one, a heater core that's leaking next to the new one, and then my daughter Andy posts those on Instagram. And so you can look at a bad motor mount. You can look at a leaking heater core. And we do that two and three times a day. Now, what you're talking about, I started television here locally in 19, probably 1989 or 90. I started radio here locally in 1988. Um, I understand that you're, you're paying me a great compliment, but let me tell you just between you and me, I have so much work. I've been blessed with so much work that the last thing I need um, is 40 new customers walking in the door. There's, As it stands right now, two new ones walk in the door every day, and we can manage that. But And I also have lots of YouTube, or I have lots of videos out there about car stuff. But to be perfectly honest with you, that would doc- occupy a lot of my time, and there would be tremendous satisfaction as far as I was concerned, but there wouldn't be any income stream, 
and as I approach the Social Security age, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for a way to spend more time with my horses and, be, and being um, out on in the pastures with them than I am with the, with the media exposure. But I agree with you on one thing, and that is the, the YouTube kind of stuff just bothers me to death because people will come in and tell us to fix their car based on, you know, um, uh, John from, from YouTube. And um, that that's that's clearly not a good idea, but it is what it is. And and I I don't know if this will ever fix, but if it doesn't, it's okay with me, um, because I get a lot of cars after they spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars trying to fix them, and they can't. And they bring it to us, and um, it's no secret that I get great joy out of fixing their cars for eighty nine dollars and twenty six cents after they spent four hundred guessing. And so that's the exception. <laughs> it's not the rule. But anyway, well, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. I'm going to write down Charlie with a compliment in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in capital letters. Thank you, Charlie. Dick, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi. How are you? I really love your show. You, you do an excellent job. You really do. Thank um, you. Hey, I've got two questions real quick. Number one, I'm looking to purchase a vehicle. I'm going to take, and I want something in a sedan, and also in addition to that, a pickup. For you, because you, you know, I trust you. Number one, number two, I think you've got more knowledge than anybody else there, and and you in public, we totally trust you. What would you recommend for me to purchase? You know, maybe something that's gas efficient. You know, like maybe a, a six cylinder fuel injected, something like that for a, a sedan. Okay, let's start with the truck first. Um, okay. Is this truck going to haul anything? No, it's just going to be you know get me from point A to point B. I've been okay. driving pickups for years. I like them. Okay, um, and so if it's not going to be hauling anything, I'll tell you that the, the the really nice pickup trucks is, is Toyota. Toyota makes a really good pickup truck. Um, I don't know that there's a small pickup truck that rivals Toyota in any other brand. So I I hate to you know jump on the I hate to expose myself to all the American-made flag waving guys, but you're asking me a question. I'm giving you an answer. Um, we have uh, and. Yeah, I mean, you could step up to the F-150. You could certainly step up to the Dodge. You could step up to the small Chevys. All of those are good. But if you keep them forever, and this is going to be a truck that you're going to keep forever, I think you're far better off to get the Toyota than anything else. Um, okay. I drive a Dodge. Most of my fleet, I have a Dodge shuttle bus. Um, but most of my fleet is Chevrolets. And I'll tell you, I'm real proud of this. I have two Chevy S10 4.3 liter little pickup trucks that we use for go get parts and stuff and both of them have north of 200,000 miles on them. Now, oh. they're not necessarily the prettiest trucks in the world, but I'm pretty doggone proud because we bought those right after we opened our shop in the in the mid 90s. And um and so they're 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 trucks that have given us really good service and um someday I'll put them out to pasture when the motor falls out the bottom of the engine crate. But on now, the sedan, sedan, I need you to give me a close on the sedan. Get me closer. Um, it, it, it I need to take the family back and forth. You know, something that's gonna. You know, I want something that's gonna protect them. You know, I know, um, but there's there's got to be fifteen different um, you know four door sedans out there. Uh, I need you know give me give me. I'm gonna put you on hold, but give me three choices. Think about it during the break here. Give me three choices. Give me, uh, you know, uh, just give me three choices. Uh, give me three models and um, and we'll talk about them. A V6 is something I always tell people, you're going to love a V6 better than you like a, a, a four-cylinder. 
Um, and then there's three different levels of quality. You can get the base model, the middle of the model, and then you get full leather and, and music that tickles your ears and all that other kind of stuff. So there, there's lots of options out there, and the options are, are, are personal in nature. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.